Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Latinx Influencers, the top chismes, top trending topics, and everything you need to know about your favorite Latinx influencer and celebrity. You find it here. I'm your host, Yesenia Garcia. I can piss up. Honestly, you guys, I don't even know where to begin this episode right now because there's just so much going on around us. It's like 2020 has been a hell of a year. But what we're fighting through right now is not something that rose this year. It's something that has been happening for many centuries. So unless you're living under a rock or don't have a soul to know what's going on around you, we are heading into day six, I believe, of protests nationwide. People are angry. They're tired of police brutality. They're tired of losing lives because every life matters. They're tired of racism. They're tired of of racial injustice, especially after the death of George Floyd in the hands, or I guess we can see the knee of an ex-Minneapolis police officer. So if you haven't seen the video, in the video you can see where Derek Chauvin, that's the ex-police officer, had his knee on George Floyd for over eight minutes long. Three of those minutes was after George Floyd went unconscious. Now, Mr. Chauvin has been arrested, of course, and is being charged with third-degree murder and the death of Floyd, and second-degree manslaughter. So Minnesota's guidelines recommend 12 and a half years of a conviction conviction on the murder and four years on the manslaughter. But is this enough justice for the family? Is this enough justice for all of those black lives lost in the hands of police? There's also the aspect of Chauvin knowing Mr. Floyd from working together. So what's happening right now is Floyd's family and the lawyer is pushing for a first-degree murder charge against uh, Mr. Chauvin. But all of this brought up what people have been fighting for for many, many years. Police brutality, racial injustice, and racism. On social media, you can see there's many, many posts, people coming together, uh, sharing informative posts, videos, calls to action, and of course, posts of unity. We have seen many protesters take part in marches during the day, chanting for a change for justice. Many people from all races coming together to show support in the death of Mr. Floyd and many other African-Americans who have died in the hands of police officers. Among some of those protesters, however, we have now been seeing police officers also uniting and fighting in this. Take a listen to what one police officer had to say. So I got a chance to watch this video of George Floyd being murdered on the streets of Minnesota. Yeah, murdered. Um, And we have an obligation as good officers to speak out against the bad. We have an obligation and we owe it to the public and to the other officers in this country that are out here actually trying to do good, actually trying to protect and serve with honor. And if you stay quiet and don't speak out against it because you're fear of judgment, you're complicit in the behavior, the disgusting behavior. And this video is, is, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure most people have now, it's disgusting. And the officer that stood by and just watched and let it happen, you're just as guilty. Because you also have an obligation to protect that individual that you're arresting. 
it's time that we take these bad officers and speak out against them and start holding them accountable and hold them to the same laws that we we expect citizens to abide by. They're not above it, and it's time that good officers start speaking out and stopping it. Here's what I get from this. I don't believe that one bad apple rotten set for the rest of them. And I do believe that not all cops are bad. But it sucks to say this at the same time because when we said not all black people are criminals, nobody cared. When we said that not all Mexicans are rapists and criminals, nobody cared. But yet I do see where some cops now want to make this right. They too want justice to be served. They too want to see a change for racism here in our country. All right, guys, and I did an open invitation on my Instagram, LG underscore, and on Latinx Influencers Podcast, and just pretty much asking anyone who wanted to come on the mic and express their feelings and just anything informative that with everything that's going on right now. And there was one person in particular who reached out and said, let's do it, and we followed up. And I want to welcome Felicia to join our mics right now. She's a motivational speaker and founder of Gorditas Way Inc. And she's been raising awareness on her social media and her platforms. Thank you so much for joining us, babe. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I just want to thank you for creating this space because I think it's very important for, you know, brown communities, for communities of color, for the Latinx community specifically to, you know, form allegiance and, you know, form alliances and really just support our black and brown siblings in any way that we can, specifically our black, our black siblings, because this is a time where it is, it's apparent that there are so many injustices within our system. Um, And it's it's just really sad to see the division that has happened. Um, I... I'm at a loss for words of what to say. Um, and in all full transparency, I feel um, as a person who has a platform and as a person who has continuously um, talked about the importance of voting, um, most recently I've gone on a tangent about the injustices within our immigration system and why it's so important that anybody who has the privilege to be able to vote, as our ancestors have died for that, to go out and vote. But... Um, you know, when everything happens, these recent events that continue to happen, literally to be a black person in America, to breathe, to walk this world and to fear for your life. I, I had to take a, a break from social media. It was just really heavy. Um, but I think it's really important that we use our platforms to talk about this and oh. to bring awareness to these um, situations. So... Um, yeah, I wanted to share some resources. I'm from Chicago, born and raised. Um, I was um, raised in the Humble Park area. I'm now residing on the north side. And there are so many different resources out there for mi gente. Um, there's so many different um, resources. So, babe, you're in Chicago right now, right? Correct. Okay, I've, I saw this one post on Instagram, and I think it's amazing. I'm just going to take back right here a little bit. I think it's amazing that the support that everybody has going on on social media right now, especially on Instagram with a Blackout Tuesday, and just kind of playing the algorithm and let the most relevant and important posts to stay up and float and not be masked by like usual posts from everybody. But I, I, I came across this one post that said that, you know, while there's a lot of us Latinos in unity with the black community i guess in chicago that's not the case correct me if i'm wrong or or, or tell me about this post that i saw and tell me that it's wrong what's going on over there what have you seen 
So anti-blackness is real in the Latino communities. There is a lot of there's a lot of prejudice. There's a lot of prejudice within our communities. So as of recent, um, in the little village La Vita area, there was um, a protest, and there has been a lot of information out there. But essentially, um, there were gang members who were um, attacking some of the protesters. Um, and there was, you know, it's just, it, it's horrible. Like there's black and brown businesses that have been destroyed, but I think that we need to change that narrative of demonizing our black and brown siblings because all they're doing is they want justice. We're lucky that they want justice and not revenge. Like this is, this is capturing international attention, but there, there is, has always been anti-blackness in the Latino communities and as, um, as an author, I actually have a chapter, and I write about it in my blog. It's called um, Skin Privilege, What It Means to Be um, a White Passing Latina. And I talk about how our Black and Brown siblings navigate spaces completely different than our white passing Latinos. So this talks about some of the discrepancies that are revealed in our system. But today, we see it even more apparent. It is literally like, it's a race war over here. It's really, really terrible, and it's disheartening, and it literally breaks my heart to see our communities so divided. And the thing about it is that in order to dismantle white supremacy, that's what they want since the beginning of time of colonization, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. If we pin them against each other so that they hate each other, who wins at the end? The white man. So it's just, it, it's really disheartening. And um, I, I talked to my parents who've been alive for many years, who've seen many many, many different protests. And they said they've never seen anything like it, given that my parents are 55 and 57, I believe. But um, they've never seen anything like it. So in the Humble Park area, um, there was a 1966 riot. And 10 years later, there was a 1977 riot, which I remember doing a um, paper on in college. And it was the neighborhood that I grew up in. And that riot was specifically in retaliation to police, police brutality. So this is nothing new. This is something that has been going on. But the only difference is that these these horrible, horrible, horrible narratives and tragedies are getting filmed. But people are tired. People are tired. And I hope with this arising of events that everybody that has the privilege, we all get together, we vote, we vote against we vote against this horrible occupant that is in office who has perpetuated a lot of hate. Um, and this hate that has always existed in our country. This is nothing new. Um, but anti-blackness is real in the Latino communities. And I think as people of color, we need to be okay with calling those family members out. I talk about it in my writing. You know, it's, you know there's this double standard and there's this respectability, kind of like respectability politics, right? You can't say the wrong thing or you have to be careful with your words. But, you know, we have, we have to be okay with um, saying the wrong thing and leaning into discomfort, discomforting situations and conversations, because I think that's the only way that we truly learn. Definitely. Don't be afraid to speak up when you know that something is wrong, regardless of who it is, even if that includes a family member when it comes to racism. Because that's the only way that we're going to end this. That's the only way that we're going to end racism. And it starts within our household if it needs to be that way. Absolutely. So I... I'm a firm believer in calling them out, calling family members out. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, we need to do it. So, babe, um, not that it matters if you have or haven't, but have you gone out to protest? So, I have not 
have gone out to protest. I've been using my social media as a platform, but I have many friends who have gone out there, some of which have been arrested. And we actually have, we had a one-on-one. I work for a very large um, LGBTQ center. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for Howard Brown Health. Um, and we had a, we had an all-staff meeting where they opened up space for our our black and brown siblings to just cry, you know, to share the experiences. And it's really sad what's happening because not only do we have, we have multiple layers of oppression, we have people out there that are transgender and black and are being discriminated against, not only by the color of the skin, but also by their gender identity. It's just, there's so many different layers of oppression that is happening. And, you know, one thing that I really wanted to, that, that I wanted to point out is the narrative that people are demonizing black and brown communities with the protests and with these things happening. But what people aren't talking about or what people need to be talking about more is cops that are undercover and also white organizations that are literally infiltrating themselves in black and brown spaces to make it look like they're, you know, to to basically criminalize our communities. So I think that that's very important to mention. Um, But no, I have not been out to the protest. I actually have my mama coming in town next week, so I'm trying to stay safe. I'm already at the clinic. <laughs> Not trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. And, you know, the violence, the looters, all of that comes from not being heard in the past when they spoke out against police brutality. And I understand that. Um, however, I don't support violence, but I do understand what they're doing. What I don't understand here is the stealing. And if you're saying these infiltrators that are getting in the protest and making it seem like all of the they're protests are plotting. going to end Anti-fascist like that. organizations are plotting. They're, they're planning to be to be in these areas. I think it was Minneapolis. Um, 80% of the people that were found were not from that area. So it's just, it's pretty, pretty insane what's happening right now. Um, sad sad enough to say I'm not surprised but yeah I definitely for anybody that is in the Chicagoland area um they are fly radical therapy the founder is Dorian Ortega she's one of my very very good friends and she founded this um therapy group and they are they are providing free therapy to anybody who is participating in the protest um, and also, you can find them on Instagram at Fly Radical Therapy. There's also Healthy Hood Shy, um, and they are providing free food to communities in Humble Park. And they also have a campaign called Get Your Mind Right Campaign that has like free therapy, access to to healers in the community with everything that is happening. And I think on Instagram it's Get Yo Like Y O Mind Right. Okay, guys, go check go check them out if you guys feel like that would be something that could help you guys. Um, babe, what would you like the outcome to be after all of the these protests? What does justice look like to you? I think all of those cops should get charged, not just one of those cops. And right. I don't want it to be a slap on the wrist. I want accountability. I'm right. sick of these police officers taking black lives like it's nothing like it's nothing it's so disgusting these are siblings family friends um i have a my partner was unfortunately a victim of this disgusting system you know and i i just 
I'm so disgusted and I want to see justice. I think that the city, this world, because this is international, like this is getting international attention. I don't think we should sleep until justice is served. And I don't think that it should be a low degree. I think these men should be put away for life. Every single cop involved in the murder. I think that in order to dismantle white supremacy, I don't know. I was talking about it with my roommate. It's almost like a prerequisite to become a cop and be racist. And I'm really sick of my Latino family members saying, oh, but, you know, I have an uncle who's a cop. I, we're not talking about the best cops. We're, co- we're talking about the racist pigs. And I'm going to call them what they are. They're pigs. Mm-hmm. They're pigs who are just taking people's lives. So that's what justice looks like to me. I think there has to be some sort of not just a cultural sensitivity training. Like we, there has to be something there. There really has to be some sort of intensive screening process because I just feel like they hire anyone. And it's almost as if like, are you, do you have to be racist to become a cop? Because that's how it certainly feels in communities of color. There definitely has to be regard for life and for all life at that regardless of the color of your skin your gender Mm -hmm. your choice of sex um it it doesn't none of that should matter when it comes to justice none of that should matter um honestly and for for anything we are all human beings and the color of your skin for sure should not matter i think it's it's like you said it's sad and not surprising but if you think about it you know growing up latina and daughter of immigrants i remember when mm-hmm. a cop would be behind her car um or, or just like having to be around a police officer a deputy a ranger anything like that and my dad would get pulled over i swear m- my siblings and i would sit in the back seat crying just thinking of how incredibly our life would change if my father would be taken in and sent to ICE, that would just have, would have changed our life completely. We were so afraid of that. But now if you think about it, if you get pulled over by a, by a cop and you're black, I mean, as it is, I fear sometimes that when I get pulled over, I don't even know how to act. Like, what do we do so that they don't mm-hmm. taste us? What do we do so that they don't shoot us? What do we do so that they don't think that we're making the wrong move because they're so quick to act? But it's like... Now put yourself in all of that situation and then your the color of your skin is not what they want to see. It's really horrible. It's and insane. I think I hear that. I Honestly, I have so much anger. I'm not angry when I see them blowing up cop cars. I mean, I feel that right now as Latinos, we need to do our best to amplify Black voices and to be agents of change and to listen and to learn um you know i don't think it's our place to deem like how black people should and shouldn't protest um and people are tired but one thing i did think is important and i don't want to forget to mention is um i think obviously i said our, our brown people need to support our black people but i think that we need to acknowledge that while we do also struggle, this is not our time to talk about like, oh, this is a black and brown people problem. I've been hearing this a lot. And I just, we know that <laughs> police are killing black people at ash, like disproportionately high, high, high rates. So I feel like with allyship, like, of course, 
the struggle is affecting black and brown communities. But right now, Black Lives Matter needs to be amplified. So Latinx voices, as opposed to talking about, like, their struggles right now, you know, like, oh, but brown people face this too. No, like, yes, but no, not now. Now is not the time. Now is the time to learn and to stand behind your black siblings and to really listen. No, because... and I, t- and I totally yeah. get that. And I totally get that. Right now, the main point is that black people are getting killed yeah. in the hands of police. I get that. But at the same time, if you think about it, it is not about making it about Mexicans and what we have yeah, to deal with. Because it's not the same as, as you know, fearing for a change in your life for of the, rather than fearing for your life. But the main thing right here is if you look at the top of the... Of, of the triangle here the main problem is racism so even if we were to get over police brutality against black people what's next it's probably going to be mexicans so we need to stop racism for there to be a change for within our own communities yes yeah prejudice is real in our own communities and that's really what i want to see halt but it's it's so difficult like now more than ever back in the day in the 70s, my mom told me about the race war. So Chicago is the most diverse but most segregated city. Yeah. It's literally like so segregated. Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, black people with like it's so segregated. But the stories my mom told me, she's like, well, back in my day, you know, I seen race wars literally amongst minority groups. You know, black gangs against Puerto Rican gangs, Puerto right. Rican gangs against Mexicans, and literally has seen her comrades, her friends being beaten to pulp by other members, other marginalized communities. And I'm like, damn, mom, I can't relate because I feel like our generation is so, it's, it, we're sticking up, we're standing together, you know, where we're forming alliances. You know, we understand that dismantling white supremacy means coming together and amplifying our voices. It's the same when, when you know, when issues are affecting the Latino community, that's opportunities for, you know, which has happened, black communities to stand behind us. And now that this is happening for us to stand aside them, beside them. But now that this is happening, I'm like disgusted. I'm like, wow. Like I literally was having this conversation with my mom, ignorant, like not realizing that of course I knew prejudice exists and anti-blackness exists within the Latino communities. We know that, but it's all here at the forefront. And, and the most disappointing part is that's what the white man wants. That's a part of white supremacy, divide and conquer colonialism since the beginning of time. And if we continue to be divided, we're not going to win. We have to come together. We have to amplify one another's voices and know like when to be an advocate for change and when to speak up and when to when to listen. And, you know, it's just it's really sad. It is really fucked up. Yeah, it really is. And it's we need to stay united because in the end, it's going to come down to us, the younger generation, to fight for a change for our future and the future of our children. So it's going to come down to us to make that change and Absolutely. to keep this movement going. Okay, babe, well, I want to say thank you so much, honestly, for taking your time and coming on this episode and just talking to us about what it is all the way from Chicago. And stay safe and we'll keep at it. United, we can do this. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for creating this space and awareness, you know, to stand in unison with our siblings right now. And if you're just jumping on this movement, let me say this. Don't be afraid to speak up. 
to share your feelings on what's happening. Don't be afraid to make people uncomfortable. We don't need comfortable. What we do need is a place where we can all, and I mean everyone, be treated the same despite the color of our skin, our culture, our gender, and our ethnicity. If you stay neutral in these situations of injustice, then you are choosing the side of the oppressor. We don't have to agree on how people are protesting, but we have to open our eyes to the injustices and the systematic racism. There are many ways that you can help. I want to start with our Latinx families. Don't stay quiet when a family member blurs out a racial slur. Speak up and educate them and hopefully you can penetrate their soul. On social media, join the blackout movement. Mute your feed for a week to allow the algorithm to favor important and relevant posts right now. Don't be afraid to lose followers because if those followers are unfollowing you based on you speaking out for justice, then honestly, you don't want those type of followers anyway. Sign petitions, donate to funds like the Minnesota Freedom Funds. I'll have a list of links to in the description bar for you guys to check out. Educate yourself, read, watch the news. It's important to watch the news too and stay informed. One thing that you can do that's super important is register to vote and go vote. Stop supporting organizations and people who support hate and racism. Just remember that what you do today and for the next few days in support of racial injustice, inequality, do it for yourself, not just for what's happening right now. Do it today and every day moving forward. Speak up for what you believe is not right. Stay united in all of this. Let's focus on what's really important here and don't give time to the little things that aren't. I don't support the violence, but I do understand, however, that the way that some people are choosing to protest, it's simply because their voices were never heard. Properties, buildings, cars, and all of that can be replaced. Just remember, lives cannot. George Floyd's last words were, please, I can't breathe. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. They're going to kill me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.